Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another rousing episode of the Real Film Nerds. This week, we are talking about a fun, exciting legacy cast film that my co-host, Mysterious Mike, is extremely, extremely excited. So, Mike, are you ready to take a bite out of this review? Oh, I knew you were going to have some kind of swimming or or uh, biting reference. Uh, I am ready. Yeah, see, I was trying to use my my horrible, dirty pun of taking a bite out of something. I know it didn't work. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, so we are reviewing Jaws, the original classic film from 1975. Uh, it was directed by Steven Spielberg, writers of uh, Peter Benchley, Carl... Gottlieb, and uh, it's based on a novel by Peter Benchley. Uh, it's starring Roy Schneider, Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfus. The summary of this movie is uh, when a young woman is killed out on the ocean, Chief of Police Martin Brody believes it was the works of a shark. Mayor Larry Vaughn refuses to close the beaches, which leads up to several deaths. With the help of a marine biologist, Matt Hooper, and Captain Quint Brody attempts to hurt, hunt down the shark. So, where the hell did you get that description? Because that's not the one I saw on IMDb. It is on IMDb. It's the second one down. The other ones are so big oh. and long. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I got one that's like super long. Right. Yeah, I was trying not to get one super long. Uh, I understand. All right. But uh, All right. So, Mike, why are we reviewing Jaws in a legacy cast this week? Uh, we are reviewing it because it's the beginning of Shark Week, and I'm a huge shark fan. I love to go swimming with sharks. It's the beginning when we're recording it, but this will come out towards the end. Yeah, it'll come out towards the end, but it's still, it's Shark Week, it's summer. This is the original summer blockbuster. I know Matt over there would like to say it's this other movie, it's about some sci-fi thing, I don't know. Mike, you know it's The Wars. You damn know it's The Wars. Don't give me that. Yeah, I know this is the first movie that started the summer blockbuster, mostly by accident. Uh, they were supposed to get the, the movie completed and uh, all set up for a December release in 1974. But the filming went so long. It, I think it was supposed to be uh, 50 days, and it went to 155 days. So the editing and everything uh, took a little longer. Is it because they were having a hard time finding a shark big enough? Um, well, I mean, talking about the shark. So it it uh, was supposed to be featured in the movie a lot more than it is. I think it has about four minutes of screen time. Yeah, they had a lot of problems. Apparently when they, f they tested uh, a lot of the stuff underwater, they tested it in freshwater. And uh, Spielberg insisted them filming in saltwater. Amity Island is actually uh, Martha's Vineyard off of uh, Massachusetts. Yeah, that turned out to be a disaster. Interesting. I'm glad you did your uh, Mike's trivia for this one. I figured you probably know most of this trivia off the top of your head, though. I do know quite a bit of it, but I, I, I read up on even more. Uh, but uh, yeah, this, this movie, I love this movie. I've watched this movie for a long time. I was trying to think back when I first saw this movie. And I can't quite remember how old I was, but I was probably seven, eight, maybe nine. 
And I remember my parents had me cover my eyes during the part with the leg that that falls down. Ha! <laughs> uh, that's funny. And, and uh, like, I still peek through. Oh, of course. I mean, because, you, you know, everybody wants to see a leg. Well, I didn't know what I was going to see, but I was like, whoa. You know, speaking of, of that leg and, and kind of the way that this movie is, it was only rated PG. I know. I found that interesting because there is quite a bit of uh, not so much violence, but there's, well, a dude get did lots of people get eaten by a shark. Like that first one, not the first one of the movie, the first one on like the beach. The the girl with like the, the attack. No, girl the little or? kid. Oh, oh. The yeah, little kid. Yeah. And there's just like this the Kittner boy. blood like going everywhere. Just everywhere. I was like, man, I didn't remember it was that freaking graphic. Yeah, I guess that scene's actually edited a little bit. It it would have been worse. Uh they were gonna get a R rating, and so they, they cut out some of the death scenes. I think there's actually supposed to be one more person taken. By the shark. Well, how the hell did they get it down to a PG? Well, uh, great question, Matt. Uh, they didn't have PG thirteen yet. It that did, uh, that didn't happen until uh, Indiana Jones Temple of the Doom, I think, which was also directed by Steven Spielberg. That makes sense. Okay. No, that's one thing that surprised me watching this again is how graphic a lot of the uh, deaths really are. They are quite graphic. Yeah, there's a little bit of cursing. Uh, the the beginning scene with the girl and the skinny dipping. I mean, they... I don't know. It was just a different time, I guess, 1975. Yeah, well, that's one thing that was missing, though, is uh, nudity in this. Yeah, you know, there's there's no romance. I mean, besides the, the chief and his wife... There's no, there's no, like, need for, like, an extra love story or anything, you know? Like, there's no... It's mostly just shark and and everything that's going on. Nowadays, you have to have a love story and freaking everything. It's horrible. So, I think part of the reason this movie is so good is also somewhat of an accident. So, this is one of Steven Spielberg's earlier movies. And I think he really wanted to have a creature feature... And he wanted to have more of uh, the shark in the movie. They paid like, I don't know, I think it was like $500,000 to make uh, three different sharks. And at the time, 1975, Matt, that's a lot of money. Oh, yeah, dude, that, that'd be a few mil now, definitely. But by not having it, it actually became better. You know, less is more. Your imagi- oh, your I ma- agree. Your imagination's so much worse than what you could have seen. Oh, I agree. I think not showing the shark for a long, long, long time in the movie makes it that much better. It makes it definitely more suspenseful in my book. Yes, and I, and uh, and especially just how Steven Spielberg shot it. Yeah, there's uh, there's all kinds of just kind of uh, good little scenes that Steven Spielberg throws in there that are more like uh, I don't know humanizing kind of. There's uh, you know, a scene with uh. Roy Schneider, uh, uh, Schneider, man, I was, um, anyway, Chief Martin Brody and his, uh, son, and they're like kind of eating and they're kind of like playing with their food a little bit. And it's like, it doesn't need to be in the movie, but it's, it's pretty, you know, cute. Like it's, you know, he just shows he's, you know, he's a dad and he's, he's playing with his son. Like, 
Well, I think it makes him as a police officer authority figure more relatable. That's what a seed like that does. Oh, okay. That's what I think. Because even back then, you know, sure, there wasn't quite as much aggression against police officers back then as there is now. But I'm sure there still was quite a bit about police officers are the man. Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't think about it like that. But okay, that that, that totally could be true. That's why I'm here, Michael. I think like that because I'm crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just I don't know. I really, really love this movie. Um, the uh, it just it really it was just an awesome movie. And the, the this is the first movie to make over 100 million. At the box office. Impressive. Yeah. Impressive. Who's your uh, favorite character in this film? Man, I don't know. I think I'm going to go with Quint. Yeah. I, was, I, lo- I really like Quint, and I really like uh, Richard Dreyfuss's uh, Matt Hooper. Th- those two characters are my favorite. I mean, Chief Brody, you know, he has a, he has a role to play, but he's not my favorite. I, he's up there, but he's not my favorite. Quint, I just... Robert Shaw, man, just great. Just fantastic. He's the creepy old sailor that's seen way too much. Yeah, he uh he he was uh really good in this role and apparently Richard Dreyfus and, and Robert Shaw actually got in a lot of fights during the filming of this movie. So it helped build the tension that you see on the screen. Oh, dude, that makes it so much better. Yeah, so uh, apparently uh, Robert Shaw, when he's been drinking, is kind of, or what, what, uh, when he was drinking, was kind of an ass. He died uh, just a few years after this movie. Richard Dreyfuss has had a long, storied career since. Yeah, oh man, he's been in all kinds of stuff. I mean, yep. what about Bob? Mostly, mostly comedies, but... Yeah, I mean, what about Bob? Classic. He's he's been in a lot of stuff. Mr. Holland's Opus. Yeah, Mr. Holland's Opus, dude. That was that was great. That was a great film. I remember seeing that as a kid. Actually walking to the movie theater. <laughs> uh R&M? Yes. This was uh before uh our days as friends, I believe, because we walked from the uh or maybe it wasn't. I think it might have been middle school. Hell, I don't remember. Oh, okay. I just remember I got out of like three or four hours of school to go watch it because I was in band. So that had to have been middle school. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So anyways, all right. Well, I got one I wanted to ask you when you were talking about sharks. And I don't think I've ever asked you this. And I know this is probably going to put you on the spot and make you question lots of things. And you're probably going to have a long blank empty silence that i'm gonna have to cut out but mike what is your favorite shark oh my favorite shark's the great white okay never mind then i thought you were gonna have to think about it because i figured you liked all sharks equally no i i, I think i've had a, a unhealthy exception or uh, obsession with the uh the great white i don't know why uh, i think just because a lot wasn't known about them for ever really it uh, hadn't been until this last uh, 10, maybe 15 years when we started doing satellite tags that we've been able to learn 
oodles more about what they do, how far they travel, and it's insane. I mean, they go from California to Hawaii, and then they'll go from, like, Hawaii to South Africa. I mean, they go all over the place. That's crazy. All just searching and hunting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they they tend to come back to places every two years. They kind of do... It seems like their cycle is they go around to places and eat and go to, like, where the food is. Like, they kind of migrate when the food migrates, and they go to the different places, and it seems to be on two-year cycles. That's what we got Hmm. so far that that I've seen. Yeah, and they're the ultimate predator, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was even invited uh, to go uh, diving. Uh, Some of my friends here in uh, uh, Intercourse, uh, they went over to uh, uh, Guadalupe Island uh, off the off the coast of Mexico, just south of California, where the water is pretty clear and uh, great whites show up. I think it's early January, February, and uh, a bunch of people go out there to see them and stuff. So they were on one of the boats that's often used in um, Shark Week uh, for expeditions. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was re- I saw an article the other day about how there's lots of great white activity in and around San Diego right now. Um, I haven't seen anything about that, but that doesn't no, I mean that doesn't mean anything. So, there was there was something about it the other day. So, yeah. I know uh California's had a little bit of run-ins. Uh, quite a few people have been bit out in uh California by uh great whites and I think several people have died, uh, often because they're so big. One uh, bite, even if it's not intending to be uh, predatory, uh, we don't do so well with that. Understandable, because they probably take a good chunk out. Yeah, or they hit an artery, and then, you know, you bleed out. Oh, yeah, especially if you're out in the ocean. Unless there's a boat nearby, you're SOL, man. Yeah, that... I think that tends to be the happen happen, you know, they'll get your your leg or something and they'll cut one of your arteries and yeah, you done. Now, when you go diving on your occasional trip around the world because we know there's not probably much good diving in Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Um, are you ever afraid of the sharks that you are swimming with? Um, I don't think afraid. I think I'm more excited. Um, I try not to get too excited because the uh, the the animals uh, can sense uh, your I think your heartbeat and and other various things, and so you don't want to get too excited around them. But uh, I definitely get excited. It's always uh, neat to see sharks. Uh, I've only seen a couple species, but uh, I'm always on the lookout for new ones. What's the coolest shark you've ever seen? Um. Well, I, I see reef sharks and, and nurse sharks quite a bit uh, when I've uh, been been out out scuba diving. Um, so I, I really like the reef sharks. They're they're pretty neat, but they're they're kind of small. So I'd I really like to see a, a hammerhead. Uh, I think that'd be really neat. Or I guess a, a tiger shark or even a bull shark would be neat to to, to see, but. Uh, I guess it depends how close they get. 
You mean I've seen a tiger shark and you haven't? I have not seen one while uh, scuba diving. Oh, okay. Because I saw one, but not scuba diving. Where did you see your tiger shark at? When I was fishing. In California, when I was a kid with my pops. Oh, man, that's cool. That's really neat. They, Someone hooked one, and it was a... Uh, uh, I don't want to say child, but it was a young, young tiger shark. Juvenile. And it was, yeah, it was a juvenile. It was probably, I don't know, three feet, maybe three and a half, maybe four. Oh, cool. And dude pulled it up and they got it up on the boat and the deckhands all came out. And they were, you know, it was just flailing around going batshit crazy. But the deckhands, you know, they got it. They got it held down to where it could stop snapping and they you know i mean they were like putting their like weight on it to keep it from like snapping they got the hook out picked it up and threw it back over but it was uh it was pretty wild there for a minute because everybody was freaking out because you know people didn't want to see it killed and they're like come on man it's still just a baby throw it back kind of thing and they did i thought that was pretty neat yeah that's good um i bet people are uh the deckhands are worried about getting bit Oh yeah, well that's why they were kind of aggressive with it. Yeah, their their teeth are are pretty uh, razor sharp, so they're meant they they eat a lot of sea turtles and stuff, so they have to crack the shells. I don't think they were um, they were like very cautious, and then one guy kind of like held its like head down with like uh, one of his tools. I don't know what the hell it was. He was holding like its head down with one of its tools, and then he walked up there like. Then he, like, not walked up there. He was standing next to it. But he got his foot and, like, put it, like, right on his head and just was pushing down so he could hold it down with his head. And then he grabbed the tail with his hand and he was holding it. And then another guy came by and, like, popped the, popped the hook out. And then they just tossed it. And that happened in, like, split second. It was, like, real fast. Yeah. But that was that was a real interesting experience when you're 11 years old. Yeah, I bet. I bet. All right. So we probably should talk more about the movie. So what other cool little tidbits of trivia do you have about Jaws, Mike? Oh, man. Uh, I think it could go on for a long time. This is Because I know you looked up a lot of the trivia. There's a, This is a one of only six movies to be nominated uh, for uh, Best Picture, and it was a horror movie, or they consider it a horror movie. Do you consider Jaws a horror movie? Because I really don't. I think it's more of a thriller. No, I don't consider it a horror movie, but I don't think there's a category that they like for fits neatly for the the academy. Uh-huh. Yeah, they really don't have like a thriller, you know, a thriller kind of category. It's either horror or drama or action or you know, kind of like a hereditary. I wouldn't consider Hereditary really a horror movie. I thought it was more of a thriller. Yeah, I don't know. I I would kind of consider it a horror movie, but maybe not. That one's hard to say as well. Just because it had witchcraft in it? Supernatural experiences, yes. Well, okay, I guess, but... Well, I guess, I don't know. I mean, there's there's sci-fi horror, too, you know. Yes, so... Uh, Stuff like that, yeah. so I don't know. I don't know. But I don't, I don't consider Jaws a horror movie. So so would you consider... It's scary, uh, Silence of the Lambs a horror movie? No. That's a thriller, 100%. So that's the only horror movie that won an Oscar. Interesting. Yeah, I like I like uh, Silence of the Lambs, so that was good. Real good. 
But I don't think it's a horror movie. I think it's a thriller because it's especially that one. It's more realistic, you know. When uh, when I think horror, I think stuff like Friday the Thirteenth or, you know, stuff that's just really truly kind of over the top. So you feel like uh, like slasher type. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Or, uh... but again, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a slasher film, and that was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, based on a true story. A lot of it. Well, based on true events, kinda. Um, okay, see, so you'd know better than I would. You're the horror expert here. Yeah, there's, there was somebody who cut up some people that were dead and wore them, and that's about the extent of the truth of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, that you know, that's that's kind of lame then, because I mean, uh, was Bundy did that too, didn't he? I don't know if you wore him though. I am not as familiar with what Bundy did, but I know he was quite extravagant and interesting uh, in some of the stuff he did. But I haven't, I don't know uh, all the stuff that he did, but uh, I think my mom is real familiar because I think a lot of it happened while she was young. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, so Mike, let's get to it. I know this is going to be a really hard one for you to answer, but I have faith. How does Jaws from 1975 relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Oh, man. So I was real worried on this one. I was real worried. I was was looking at all this cast and crew and... Man, there's a lot of them dead. Uh, but I did prevail. So there is a Richard uh, Stuntsman, uh, who's a special effects tech, and he also worked on Iron Man, the original Iron Man. Nice. That makes sense, though, because th- he's probably extremely pol- prolific by the time the first Iron Man came out. So they probably would want someone at his level for such a big blockbuster movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was definitely running low on cast, uh, when I found, uh, this particular match and I was like, whew. All right. So you ready for mine? Yeah, man. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you got about Jaws? What do you want to say, Matt? You've been asking me all these questions. I love well, this Well, I don't want to, I don't want to say, but you know, I have my segment that I do for the legacy cast as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Matt. So Mike, oh, well, I'll, I'll ask it as my question. All right. Mike, do you think Jaws could be made today? Yeah, this is a tricky question. I think the answer is yes but I think they would screw it up. Do you think it would be much like a film that we are probably going to be seeing here in the next month called The Meg, where it's going to be extremely digitized, over the top, probably on the level of like Sharknado or something like that? Yes, I think they would try and feature the shark too much and lose really kind of what makes this movie so neat is you don't, the fear is in what you don't see. And I think they would just digitize it and um, even kind of like uh, Deep Blue Sea, which I actually love that movie. Uh, it's terrible, but I love it because it's terrible. 
Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm afraid they would do the exact same thing because it seems like today directors and writers don't want to think as creatively as they can. They just go, um, we'll fix it in post kind of thing. Like that's that's a photographer saying where if you there's like a Coke can or uh, it, the picture's too dark or whatever. We'll fix it in post. You know, that's kind of the saying. So I think they would be like, ah, well, there's a shark over here and it's going to bite you. And ah, you know, they don't think creatively like Spielberg did where, oh shit, the shark's not going to work. We need to make this without it. We got to figure this out. And he knocked it out of the park, in my opinion. I, I love that aspect of Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think he, he really did uh, do a great job. Um, and, and talking about nominations and stuff, he actually wasn't nominated for best director, and uh, that was kind of interesting because most uh, all the other movies that were nominated in 1975 for best picture, the director was also nominated. Interesting. So he got the shaft. Yeah, I mean, he got it for a couple other movies later on. It's Schindler's List and um, oh, dude, Saving, such a good movie, Saving Private Ryan, but. Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah, he did kind of get the shaft. I, I think maybe I, I'm not sure. Um, I read some speculation that a lot of it. They said a lot of the movie was made by the editor of this because he was a veteran editor. I'm like, yeah, but he didn't get all the shots. I, I don't know. Yeah, but I still think Spielberg was probably there looking over his shoulder because he's that kind of director. He's very hands on. Yeah. Um, and then, but, uh, this, Matt, you'll, you'll love this. So this guy, John Williams, he did the music. Uh, John Williams. I know I've heard that name somewhere. Hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. From the wars. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, he did the score. I, I think this was the second movie that he teamed up with Spielberg and, uh, he got an Oscar for best music for jaws and uh, really so was it his john williams first oscar i believe so dude that's awesome and uh uh, he said really this movie solidified his career as as uh you know from then on everybody wanted to work with him so well what i love about john williams is that he's kind of that classic you know symphony style musician you know he does big epic symphonies big epic bands when he's doing his music i just i love that about it because they just they don't do that anymore even even in this time period in the 70s they really weren't doing that anymore yeah yeah no uh his his score i mean uh i i think even spielberg's quoted saying that this movie would only be half a movie without john williams score yeah george lucas has said that many many times too when it comes to the awards, especially the original trilogy. But, okay, so I'll just be quick about my my love of Jaws. I thought this movie was great. I've always enjoyed this movie. There's a few things here and there that I do have issues with. Like, uh, I don't know if you noticed this one, and this one kind of bothered me mostly just during this last rewatch for the podcast is the uh, parents of the young kids really just seem drastically older than the kids. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but it felt that way to me. 
Maybe they just started later in life, Matt, because, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, but an entire island of, you know, 50-year-old parents? I mean, maybe some of them were grandparents, but not all of them. I don't know. Maybe that's just my perception, but, like, the the lady, her son, the one that gets eaten by the shark where it's really nice and graphic. Yeah, the Kittner boy. Yes. She looks like she's, like, 55 years old. And her son's like eight. Dude, maybe, maybe t- tough times are tough, man. I don't know. You're right. You're right. I, I don't know. It, it could have just been Spielberg being like, I want a really good actor for this role and I'm not going to settle for someone young kind of thing. I don't know. Just me bullshitting, thinking. And then the other problem I have with it, and I, I hate to bring it up because I'm sure this is just a new development. Is the shark, you know? I mean, it was 1975. It doesn't look fantastic today. It looks fine when it does make it a, its appearance, but it looks extremely mechanical and just... Because of the advances we've had in the past, even just 15 years, or 18 years, let's go 18 years, since 2000 have just been so dramatic, it seems like you're spoiled now if you see a movie and it doesn't look perfect. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. And I hate that that bothers me when it comes to seeing a film because this movie is fantastic. I, if I ever decide to breed or trick some girl into uh, knocking her up, I will make sure my children watch this because it's that good of a movie. I loved it. Yeah, uh, you know, when you were talking about would they make, you know, if they make this, would they make it today? I was thinking, you know, they would make the shark using uh, special effects, but it'd actually be really neat if they actually had someone make the practical effects again. Like, uh, oh, that would be because that would be wonderful with the technology we have now. You could probably like three D print like this awesome giant shark that's like perfectly to scale and looks amazing and everything works great. But uh, they wouldn't do that because that well. I don't know. It might. They might. It, uh, they might. They, I don't know. Look at uh, look at the Walking Dead, man. A lot of the effects on the Walking Dead are practical effects, including the explosions. A lot of them are practical. A lot of times when they're killing zombies, they're really killing those zombies. You know. Sometimes they're digital, but most of the time it's practical, man. Yeah, and that's another that's another thing that you are right. Not only has digital skyrocketed in the effects world, but so has the uh, practical effects. They've gotten drastically better, for sure. Yeah, because I think that'd be neat. But yeah, you're right. It's a little little cheesy. All right, so Mike, since this is your favorite movie in the world, I'm going to give you my rating, and you can tell everyone yours afterwards. Because I know you're probably interested to hear mine more than everyone is to hear yours, because I'm sure you're going to give it a five. What? Maybe. So, <laughs> my rating is a 4.5, and the only reason is that little little five knocked off there is just purely, you know, the the old folks and the weirdness and... The shark not being so great and all the shit that basically has cropped up since I watched it being older now, I guess is a good way to put it. 
Okay. Does that work? Yeah, that's fine. Or does that bother you? No, no. That's does fine. that bother no, you? No, no. Because other than that, I think it's great. I think, you know, I love the cinematography. The cinematography is fantastic. Yeah, no, no, it's it's fine, Matt. You said that if you ever had a child, you would make them watch this. That's good enough for me. The, uh, you know, the story's really good. The acting is good. There's a few chintzy parts in the acting that's kind of lame. So maybe that's a little knock there. But it, it, I would say overall, the acting was pretty good. You know, some of the kids' acting was cheesy, but they're kids. What do you expect? So there's some overacting, you know, some extras overacting a little bit here and there. But for the most part, you know, I'd say it's pretty solid. So, all right, Mike, go for it. What do you rate your favorite movie in the world next to the Shawshank Redemption, Jaws? Uh, yeah, I rate five. Five reels out of five. Of course. Uh, I just love this movie so much. I don't know. I, there's there's so many different things that I just like about this movie. Every time I see it, I enjoy it. And I, I could watch this movie over and over and over again. Oh, by the way, if anybody wants to, it's on uh, Prime Video for uh, free right now. Oh, on the uh, Amazon Prime streaming service? Yes. Nice. What about its sequels? Uh, I didn't look into that, but uh, they might be. Do we not talk about those? Yeah, no, we don't really want to talk about those. Although the one that's at SeaWorld Orlando is kind of funny. They're all pretty horrible. The sequels. Yeah, yeah, no, they are. Because they make the they make the, the the shark seem like this creature that's hunting him. I mean, they kind of did in the first movie, but not really. I mean, when they're out they, fishing, kind of. They did, but they didn't. Yeah. I don't know. It it seemed like, yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. Uh, when they're attacking the kids on the beach and the different people that are swimming offshore, that really doesn't se- seem like the shark is chasing them. But definitely when they're in the orca, which I caught that name finally, and I was like, oh, that is such a smart name for the boat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. When they're out floating out on the orca and they're, you know, trying to hunt the great white, it seems like the the great white, you know, also is hunting them at the same time. And I don't think that would ever truly happen. Yeah, no, that I don't think that would happen either. But uh, the, I think the reason the orca was chosen is because they're the only known predators of great whites. Right. Yeah, that, that's such a smart, smart name for that boat. I thought that was great. I didn't even realize that well, but again, uh, you know, last time I saw this, I was probably in high school, so it's been a little while. But I, I just was like, "Oh, that's so smart to call the 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 boat that they kill the sh- you know the shark with the orca." That's so smart. All right, Matt. So I have one more piece of trivia that I just can't I can't hold back. You can't hold back. All right, this is. I was going to start it off being like, Mike, you got anything else you want to add? But let's do it, Mike. Give us all the trivia you want on Jaws. Just lay it out there. Let's do it. Well, um, so the name of the mechanical shark was Bruce. Uh, well, uh, I guess it was Bruce 1, Bruce 2, Bruce 3. And uh, Finding Nemo, the name of the great white shark, the main great white shark is Bruce. And it's f- oh, that from is Jaws. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that is so awesome. Now, where did the name Bruce come from? Uh, it was uh, the lawyer, uh, the name of the lawyer for Steven Spielberg. <laughs> oh, are you serious? 
Yes. Oh, God, that is so funny. <laughs> uh, Steven Spielberg, you just went up a couple more notches in my book if you could. I don't even know if you can, but that just adds a few more. That is so funny. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people know about that. So uh, hopefully we just told, a you know, a good, you know, 100 people. No, no. Three. That's all that listens anymore. Me, you, and Mags. Maniacal Mags? Yep. Did she tell you my nickname yet that she made up for me? No. Do you want to announce it? No. Hell no. It's terrible. It's awful. (laughs) And I know she's going to use the shit out of it, too. Ugh. Anyways. All right. So what other trivia you got about Jaws? Oh, uh, that was the main thing I wanted to say. I mean, there's some, there's, uh, this movie has all kinds of trivia. I mean, it's been out for a long time and it's so love, beloved by everyone. Um, but like, uh, part of the reason this might have become a summer blockbuster was, uh, they spent, uh, Universal, when they released this, they spent $700,000 on marketing, which was unheard of at the time. No one did that. Dude, that is a lot. That is a whole lot back then. Yeah, they saw... That's like they, more than almost the cost of making the movie. Or no, that's more than the cost of making the sharks. Yes, yeah. And they, they because they saw the final product and they were like, he, yeah, yeah, we, we, can, we can do this. We can market this movie. They're like, let's tap this oil well. Yep, first summer blockbuster. But back, uh, back then, they, they didn't... Um, Summer was more time for Americans to go out and go outside and stuff. Luckily, we don't do that anymore. So, we watch Going outside. We watch movies. What is that? Like the outside outside like outside the house? Yeah, in between air conditioned zones. Huh. Yeah, it's There's weird. There's places and things to do out there? Yeah, it's weird. Weird. Yeah. I mean, even the baseball stadium has air conditioning. Yeah, or or I guess uh, in certain areas, the heating zone. Dude, that is, I just thought, that is kind of surprising that they haven't remade Jaws. Yeah, man, so, so, so the budget for Jaws was $8 million. Jeez. And the, uh, the opening weekend, they made $7 million. So they, they almost paid it all off right off the bat. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it came out uh, June 20th, uh, 1975. I, I am kind of surprised they haven't remade Jaws because, I mean, Hollywood's remaking everything or making sequels for everything. They can't come up with an original idea, and when they do, it really doesn't do well, which is kind of sad. I don't think anyone who owns the, the uh, what, do you, what do you call it, intellectual property will let them. So it's probably like Peter Benchley's foundation or so, like family because uh, the writer of the Jaws has uh, passed away, and uh, I don't know. Spielberg is still really tied to Universal, and I don't think they want to do anything that would upset him. So if he doesn't want to do it, then it's not happening. Oh, yeah, dude. I bet you Spielberg has that shit locked down. Or he'll be like, if you're going to redo Jaws, then I'm directing it. I don't care. Yeah. I bet you he would do something like that. He'd be like, nope, I don't care. I'm doing it. You shut your mouth. Yeah, so he's still really tied to Universal. 
Yeah, I would I would welcome Spielberg doing it again, but I don't know. I mean, I I think probably as an artist he probably wouldn't want to because he's already been there and done that kind of thing. He's on to his next kind of projects, you know. Yeah, and I think he said because uh, he was young and dumb, he would never want to film a movie uh, on the ocean ever again. He said it was a nightmare. Oh, dude, I can't even imagine. Like salt water is so bad for anything that's metal. Anything. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, and I guess they filmed this movie with uh, Eastman uh, Film, which was a... Eastman Kodak, man. Yeah, yep. yeah, but I guess that was like, I don't know, something about it, it fell apart. Like, usually you know how they used to use Technicolor, or maybe they mm-hmm. still do? Yeah. Uh, the, the Eastman Film didn't last very long, so like, I think after 10 years they had to like restore the movie or something. It was weird. That's very strange because most of the time negatives are what lasts forever. The the prints are what goes to shit. Yeah, I don't know. Something about that. Uh, I, I mean, I read so much trivia. There's so much trivia about this movie. Well, it also depends on how it was stored and everything like that. I mean, come on. We're talking 1975. You know, it's not like today where everything's, you know, environmentally controlled and, you know... It was probably locked up in a basement somewhere. Who knows? Okay. Last thing. Last thing. Do you know what what, what movie did win the best Oscar for uh, 1975 movies? Or best picture? In 1975? I, Breakfast at Tiffany's? I don't know. No, that was been older than that. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, dude. That's a hard one to beat, man. Yeah, that was a great movie, too. Jack Jack Nicholas. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Nicholson. Sorry. It's all right. Yeah, dude, that's a really good movie. That That's that's some stiff competition. That's like kind of uh, last year's Oscars. There was a lot of really, really good movies in there, and I still think uh, The Shape of Water had no business winning Best Picture, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know why that won. Three Billboards should have won. That was dumb. I r- I was pulling for three billboards. I wanted the darkest hour. Uh, Dunkirk was up there for me, but I think three billboards is the one that probably should have won it. Yeah. That, that movie was just freaking incredible. Yeah. I, I think that movie should have won it, but it was controversial, Matt. And right now, uh, you know, PC is law. Yeah, I know. Welcome to 2018. Woo. Yep. The political correctness officers, they're in your house. It's called Alexa. Alexa? Oh, shh. She's listening right now. Speaking of Alexa, if you want to listen to our podcast on Alexa, just use the AnyPod skill and just say, play the Real Film Nerds podcast. See, look nice, at that. Nice, I Matt. spun it into something for us. Ha! Nice, nice. Good job, man. So I, I think I think I've said all I can say. You got it all out? Yeah. You don't want to add anything else? Uh, you know, everyone should see this. Uh, you know, but uh, I guess we could... Young Eyes, I, I would probably not put on it right away. I don't know. It could be what quite do you, scary. Who, what age do you think is old enough to see Jaws? I'm thinking like 13. <laughs> I was going to say 10. <laughs> oh, 10? Okay. I, you know what? Some of the shit that my nephews have seen, hell of a lot worse than Jaws. Yeah, I, I would say 10. 10. All right. 
I'm going to go with uh, 12. I'll go with 12, not 13. I'll go with 12. Okay. But. All right. Well, uh, you know, I guess we can say uh, when the Meg comes out, which it comes out in August, we're definitely going to go see that and review that just for Mike's love of sharks. Yeah. And Jason Statham. I mean. And Jason Statham. Yeah. I mean, everybody loves Jason Statham. You have to. Yeah. 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 So. All right. Well, with that, Mike, uh, I think that's it. I think we're done. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.